0: Quiet, please. Now on the tee, two happy golfers. Grip it and rip it. Get in the hole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, happy golfers. Welcome back to another edition of Two Happy Golfers. I'm here with my usual buddy, Dave. How are you, buddy?
0: Jeez, mate. Did you forget what I was? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to come up with a new way of introducing you, mate, but uh, it didn't really work very well. So, But we've got a great chat today. We're chatting with um, Matt Winkley from Jim to Green, the Golf Fit guy. Uh, we're not chatting to him about Golf Fit. We've, we've had a Golf Fit chat before, but he's just going to give us an insight into the life on the tour. It was it was a good chat, wasn't it, mate?
0: Mate, what a life he lived, eh? Well, what yeah. a life he's living. He's he's had he had some great stories for us, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, mate. So, yeah. He, he's he's lived the life that most of us want to go and do, which is um, inside the ropes on the PGA Tour, working with guys like Cam Smith, Lucas Herbert, uh, Jason Day. You know. So it's yeah, some really good stories. He's he's talked to us about here. It was it was awesome.
0: Be, being a few meters from Tiger Woods, watching him chip.
1: Yeah, on the on in, inside the ropes at the driving range, um you know, having a chat to Tiger and a couple of the other guys he spoke about, but was a very interesting chat and he's a, he's a pretty cool guy. Based out of Brisbane, up and works out of the Brisbane Golf Club. Yeah, he's got a couple of young up and coming golfers he's working with as well, so we need to keep an eye on, on those guys. But some of the courses we were talking to him about, some of the courses he got to play in his time over there on the tour as the fitness guy, or go to fitness guy for Cam Smith and Lucas Herbert. And to mention some of the courses that he mentioned, mate, Sawgrass, Royal Birkdale, Mulefield Village, you know, bucket list courses.
0: Ever, the trip when he said Royal Birkdale and he's like, everyone's on the other course, so he had it pretty much to himself. Like, you can't buy that experience.
1: No. It was, mate, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was oh, – yeah, <laughs> stuff dreams are made of, mate.
0: We're jealous. We're jealous. Absolutely jealous. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy when I got Royal Yarrawonga to myself, mate. You know, and, and generally out there, you can get it to yourself anytime. A 45 hole resort out there, you know, there's always somewhere you can go out on your own. But uh, Royal Birkdale on your own with a couple of mates, yeah. No, that's a good, good time.
0: And, and, you know, and the round that he had at TPC Sawgrass with Cam Smith was a pretty great story as well. So,
1: yeah. Again, you know, stuff that money just can't buy, really. Mm-hmm. So, um, good on I mean. him. And he was—he was a top, cracking bloke to chat to. And yeah, hopefully we'll catch up with him again.
0: Yeah, that's it,
1: mate. How's your golf going? I see <laughs> you—I see you working out in this net all the time,
0: mate. I'm giving this net a workout for sure. Like it's—it's it's really helping. Obviously, like I haven't hit this many balls in so many years. So, I'm—I feel like I'm starting to hit the ball a bit further. I, have you know, played on the weekend. I feel like. I've gone up a club length, so I need to sort of go to the range now and sort of work out how far I am actually hitting the balls, which is a good good thing to have, isn't it? Yeah, awesome, mate. And uh,
1: thanks to the guys at the Net Return for hooking you up there with the with the net. And mm. uh, speaking of the guys from Net Return, we need to say congratulations to our competition winner, Polts. He's gotten in touch with us. He's reached out, um, listened to the podcast. Thanks for that, Pulse, and uh, we hope you enjoy your prize, mate. Um, well done. Um, just a reminder we've still got some poker chips left um, some ball marker chips left so if you're interested in a ball marker jump on the link and put your order in we've still got some of each color but uh, we're
0: quickly running out so yeah mate. well i think from there i think we just jump into the interview with matt what do you reckon
1: yeah let's go for it i hope you enjoy listening and uh, until our next episode happy golfing everyone
0: happy golfing
1: hey 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 happy golfers would you like to golf every day but haven't got time to get to the course or the range? Then why not set up at home with the Net Return Australia system, as used by world long drive champion Kyle Berkshire and PGA pros like Bryson DeChambeau.
0: Whether you want to hit balls or set up your own in-house simulator, check out the full range at the thenetreturnaustralia.com.au. And the guys at the Net Return have set up a Happy Golfer
1: discount. Just by using promo code Golfers, you'll receive a 10% discount at checkout. Today, we're joined by a special guest, Matt Winkley from Gym to Green. How are you today, Matt?
2: Mate, I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: No worries. We've got Dave joining us as usual. Dave's going to hey, fire Matty. some questions at you.
2: <laughs> hey,
0: Matt. Thanks for joining us, bud. Um, can you tell people who you are, what you do, and where you're based at?
2: Man, I'm, so in, I'm in uh, sunny Queensland. I'm in Brisbane here. Uh, I've been here for a, a fair while now. Um, I've got a gym. Uh, Wink Fit Gym is just my my uh, stock standard general pop gym uh, here in Brisbane. But then I've managed to marry up two things i really passionate about and love, which is the golf side of it and the, and the fitness side, which then gave birth to, I guess, Gym to Green. Um, and so, yeah, I have a real passion of helping golfers just, I don't know, be pain-free, hit it longer. No one ever turns up and says... Hey, I want to hit it shorter. Can you help me? Just you yeah. know, I want to get shorter off the tee. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my spiel, I guess. I've been lucky enough to kick around with some some semi decent golfers and um, some experiences that come with that golf world.
0: Yeah, nice. Can you can you name some of the players that you've that you've helped build up?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. If, did I help build them up? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Take so, right it. yeah. Well, <laughs> um. Cam Smith is one, so I worked with Cam for a little period there. That's uh, certainly one that I can't take take full credit for. Um, he's been influenced by a bunch of people uh, along the way, um, and then you just added the fact that he's super talented on top, which always helps. Uh, Lucas Herbert, uh, Cassie Porter, Brett Rankin, Matt Antcliffe, uh, a couple of others on some mini tours in the states, uh, lots of juniors here in Queensland, or even uh, I have got a couple in New South Wales as well. So it's nice. I like the they're the ones where you kind of get the foundations right, and you can kind of set them up so that you know it's nothing fancy, but if you give them the the right stuff, then they go into you know your QAS or your New South Wales Institute of Sports that type of stuff, or even the college system. Um, and I always tell them it's the the whole idea is not to really draw attention to yourself um, from a negative aspect aspect of you when you get over there to the college. Uh, some of these S and C coaches are paid seven hundred grand, I think, to manage uh, some of the the Colleges, and you just don't want to be on their radar in terms of man, is this kid ever lifted? Like, what are they, what have they done? Like, they don't look like they're athletic at all, and then suddenly you're you're behind the eight ball. So, you want to go over there, be super self sufficient, and then just um, continue on that way.
1: Yeah, nice. Um, mate, so you're catching up with these guys when they're in Oz, or you're working with them year round? Um, you're touching base, like, are you in touch with now? Let's uh, say Cam Smith or Lucas Herbert. Um, are you just catching up with those guys when they're in Oz or have you travelled with them at all?
2: Yeah, I've certainly travelled with them, um, travelled full-time with both of them. Um, at this point, like, I don't work with either of them um, on, on the books or anything like that. So uh, if they come back, we'll get a beer as, as mates or we're, we're talking or, you know, uh, Herbie fires a good round or whatever and I'll send a message and be like, mate, that's great, I see you got a new putter, tell me about that, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, and then obviously there's some that I am working with, uh, which is a regular touch base check in. Hey, you know, show me, send me some videos. How's the body feeling? Um, you know, like they might call me from the range and they're like, "Hey, I've got this little niggle. What can I do?" Uh, and that's just part of the part of the process, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I um, traveled with Cam back in mid 2017, mid 2018 through there. So we had some cool experiences wow. full time there.
1: Yeah, yeah, nice. Did you um, did you play much golf? You're a golfer, obviously. Did you play much golf with him over there? And I am a golfer.
2: I uh, I play for any two to four, give or take. Um, I only play once a week, so I kind of biggest thing I can do is just manage my expectations that every <laughs> every every round is not going to be that great. Um, so one of the hardest things, I guess, on tour or just kind of traveling with these guys, which I didn't know and no one warned me about until you get over there, is you go into these places with the world's best golfers. So you're standing on the range. So your credential gets you to stand on the range and inside the ropes um, up until tournament days. So tournament days, you have to be outside the ropes, but other than that, you can walk inside. So practice grounds. So Cam might throw his name down with, I don't know, Adam Scott, Jason Day. You know, it could have been Tiger. It wasn't Tiger, but it could have been. And so you're standing in the ropes and you're playing, they're playing shots and whatever. And you see these guys hitting amazing shots into greens, play a couple, and then, You go to the range and they just practice and then, you know, eight foot that way is Roy McIlroy and the eight foot the other way is Xander Shoffley and you don't get to touch a club. You don't get to hit any shots. You don't get to do anything. And you're like, man, I'm just itching. I just want to play. I want to play. So you do nothing. And then finally it comes around and Cam's like, oh, we're going down to the local municipal course. You want to play? Absolutely. And you get out there and your expectations are so high because you've seen these guys just flush it and you haven't (laughs) done any practice and you don't have your own sticks and it's sideways and (laughs) you're so frustrating and then you're playing with obviously the world's best and there's nothing you can do about it and it, it just it really sucks but it's fun at the same time you're, you're so that, thinking, was, that was something
0: you're thinking in my mind when i saw you guys flushing it i was flushing it and yeah. now i'm out here what's going on
2: yeah i was like it's not that hard like i've seen you guys like you just butter cut them up and then you draw them in and you're holding these 15 footers i can do that like you look at me look easy i can't do that apparently
0: you, you said they uh they write their name down on the Sort of a list. Do yeah. they just pick anyone, or like, yeah. do they just write their name down and go, "Oh, yeah, I'll play with that guy"? Or do they have to have an agreement to play each other? Or
2: um, no, there's no necessary agreement, but you can take your name out if you you look at it and you're like, <laughs> oh, uh, you know what, there's that's someone that I don't particularly like, or whatever. Um, I have heard of that. Um, I'm pretty sure, and Lucas will have to correct me if I'm wrong. He got a practice round with Tiger Woods at the Open, maybe 2020, 20, 21. Um, he just went up to the sheet and saw that Tiger was down and Noam was there. And he's like, I'm going to get bumped here. Cause there's like a hierarchy of, you know, if you're a, a minion and, you know, someone comes along and is more senior to you, um, I believe they can they bump you off. So he threw it down and, you know, turn up on the tee and he was like, Tiger's not pitching up. And suddenly he pitches up and he's like, this is epic. So he played nine holes. I'm pretty sure with Tiger, at, um, I wasn't there, but I know that, um, I'm pretty sure that happened.
0: Yeah, right. It's like, that hot chick at the, it's like that hot chick at the bar, like, oh, no one will approach her. They'll knock us back and then, shit, she's gone over that guy, you know.
2: Just shoot, shoot your shot.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: wow, that's, so, I reckon yeah. no, one's, no one's putting their name down with Patrick Candelay because they've got to get home for dinner at some stage. So. <laughs> yeah. So, mate, that would have been awesome inside the ropes. Um, I wouldn't have been able to help myself. I would have been walking up behind Rory and just having a look at his swing and offering him a few tips here and there and stuff like that, <laughs> pretending I was some sort of super coach or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to help myself. <laughs>
2: it's, hard. it's hard. you got that credential and, you know, you just make, want to make sure that you do everything you can to keep it. So, um, yeah, just just watch from afar. We um, invite the conversation. Um. And it's pretty. So the locker rooms are done alphabetically. So Smith, you've got Spieth, Shoffley, um, Scotty Sheffler wasn't really out there at that time. But you know, I was kind of the jack of all trades. So you finish on the range, you got to run the um track man back up into the locker and lock it up. And Spieth might be up there getting dressed because he's got a later tea time or whatever. And you go, hey mate, how are you? Oh yeah, cool. And so you know, naturally some conversations happen, which are. Are pretty cool so you end up you know if they kind of engage with you that's that's play on but um other than that they're there working you just kind of let them do their thing any a,
1: funny stories from no. let's, let's say a range session or something or
2: um any yeah, 10 cup moments
1: you know that tin cup moment where oh. someone just shanks it across the ground and you know in front of everyone's feet and turns around and says, "Who was that? Who was that?" And yeah, <laughs> no, anyway. no,
2: no, not necessarily that. I did. Um, so I was spending some time up in Ohio with uh, with Jason Day and a good mate of his, Ricka. And um, I had been. I was. This was twenty fifteen, and I had I'd uh, had been at Ricka, and I was like, "Mate, I want to hit Jason's driver. Like, I want to hit his driver." And he goes, "No, the the." shaft is going to be way too stiff for you there's no way you can you can hit this thing and i was like all right fine and so we're there and um dash jason's little one wanted to go to the range so he's like, right, we're we going to the range so we all pack into the car jason's got his clubs we get there and you uh, just walk into this random little driving range and you could see the guy's face behind he was currently world number one at that point and the guy was like, oh my God, this is, we've got like 15 bays and this is the world number one turning up to hit off mats and his face dropped and we get a couple of large buckets and I was playing off seven at the time and uh, we go there and we're hitting some things. I was like, "Rica, Rica, can I have, uh, I want Jason's driver. And he was like, mate, you're not going to be able to hit it. Anyway, I was like, oh, just give me a try. Give me a try. So Jace hands it over. He goes, mate, this is just going to go like flop, flop. Like it's just, <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. So I set it up. And I hit this absolute laser of a drive. Like it's gone 300 dead straight. I don't reckon I can do it again if I try And he goes, no way you can do that again. Here's another one. Throws me another ball. I put it down. Same thing, 300 laser straight. And Jason looks at me and goes, holy shit, your short game must be shit to hit like that in playoff seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So they're just – the Aussies out there are just lads. Um, they just happen to be good at golf. But other than that, they just um, – yeah, they have a bit of banter, have a bit of fun and keep it lighthearted.
1: I thought you were going to say he's turned back
2: to Rick and goes,
1: if that driver's working for that guy, then I need a new driver. This is not this is not my driver.
2: Oh, yeah. mate, driving's never been his issue. No,
1: definitely not. Definitely not.
2: Yeah. Um, what else have I got? I don't know. There's bits and pieces all over the shop, really. Um, we had a cool little rain session at uh, so Torrey Pines. I was with Cam. I would have been maybe – What we did, we did Kapalua, Sony, my third week, I reckon, or maybe fourth week. And at Torrey Pines, there is a range at either end. So it's it's double-ended. So you can just get a cart and then they'll drive you up to the other end and then you can kind of shoot back um, towards the other people. But it's long enough you don't really. There's one or two people who are getting getting it pretty close to hitting people, but other than that, it was fine. So we drive up the other side and um, we're up there with Cam and he does maybe 10 minutes of work. And we're on one side of the range. And then there's this big kind of party of people coming up and it's Tiger. And so Tiger, this is 2018 at uh, Torrey Pines. And Tiger uh, just pitches up on the range next to us, maybe 20 feet away. And just starts doing his thing. And at no point did Cam look at all. (laughs) So I'm standing there for the next 30 minutes just... Watching Tiger in the flesh just hit then People are stopping at the top and they're yelling out and this and this bit of fanfare. And he's got a couple of people with him. He's got one security go right at the back of the, the range that's just you know 30 yards away waiting, watching. And he goes through his full warm-up. Cam doesn't look, doesn't look, just does his stuff. Made how I look. It's great. Body looks good. Let's keep going. Does all that. Sam, we're talking to his caddy for a little bit. And then we're packing up and uh, Cam looked at me and goes, that look as good as it sounded? And I was like, yeah, mate, it did. But he just—he was in his zone. He was like, I'm not going to give him the credit. I'm competing against Tiger this week. I'm not going to turn around and fanboy. But, man, that sounded good like he was just flushing them. So that was cool to stand on the range, and there was just the two of them. There was no one else there. Um, and so I don't know. I'm not sure you could buy that type of hmm. experience, really, um, standing on a PGA Tour range with obviously the greatest of all or well, possibly the greatest of all time um, and, and someone else.
0: It must be so hard, eh? Because, like, we all idolise him sort of thing. And then you got these players like Cam. And, you Yeah, know, he's sort of opened up a little bit more, Tiger has. so, mm. But then, yeah, like, oh, I'm competing against that guy. So, yeah, I don't want to sort of be like, oh, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. You know,
2: like, dude, back off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I, I agree. agree. I think it's – yep.
1: I remember um, seeing him at the President's Cup yep. the last time in in uh, 2019, Danny and um, just watching all of them on the range, I mean, outside the ropes, obviously, inside the ropes, different story, but outside the ropes, it was just awesome. You know, watching even Ricky, um, you know, Adam Scott, Louis Oosterhausen, all of those guys warm up on the range. It was just an unbelievable sight, you know, and then because they were playing in pairs, they'd come out at different times. Mm. And then they had, you had the morning session, afternoon session. So, but yeah, it was was awesome to watch them. It's, it's well worth it if anyone goes to the golf to go and hang out at the range and um, watch these guys warm up and get ready to play because you actually, actually pick think, up stuff out of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I actually think that's one of the better, you know, everyone buys tickets to Thursday through Sunday, but you can only – there's only a finite amount of people or golf you can see because they're so spread out. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go down there on a you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it is, and sit at the range and you just get – they're all such so condensed, I guess, so you see a lot more shot shaping, a lot more shots, a lot more players. Um, so I think that's one of the the, the – kind of hidden little gems of the, uh, yeah.
0: And, and the players are more relaxed those days too. So oh, if you 100%. want to interact with them, you've probably got a better chance on those days than 10 minutes before they're about to go on the tee. You know, they're sort of
2: in their little yeah. zone. a no, 100% in their zone. Um, yeah, they're not really talking to anyone. Like once they come off that range and they're going to the tee box or or coming off, they've got to sign scorecards and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think the practice days you've got a much better chance of getting a signed ball or flag or whatever that is.
0: Yeah, nice. So, so you've travelled overseas a lot. Have you yeah. played a lot of top golf courses? What would you say sort of your top three golf courses would be?
2: Top three courses. I'm pretty lucky with this stuff because obviously these guys get access to to whatever they want. Um, top three. Tell you what. Uh, so Cam's home track before he obviously signed with Liv and they um, had a bit of a an issue with him was TPC Sawgrass. So that's where he would, you know, they removed his car park. Oh, yeah. not, not for you. No soup for you.
0: Um,
2: so that was his home track in terms of he'd go and practice every day. And so uh, I'd go, I'd tag along and we'd, we'd do the practice and whatever. And anyway, so one night he said, um, so that the first two T slots at Sawgrass are reserved for PGA Tour players.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, oh, every morning? every morning okay right so you can get four there's four slots for tour guys to get out early you can go and play do whatever and then you let everyone else on who's paying i think it's i think it's up to 650 us around now yeah i think um so he texts a starter and he was like hey what time's first tee off oh, it's seven thirty-eight. brilliant can i get two slots yeah yes cool so he's like we're playing sawgrass in the morning brilliant happy days let's um, i mean you see this on tv but you know and at that point i guess i didn't really have uh the holes in my head you know in year 17 everyone knows 17 and 16 and 18 i guess but the rest were pretty just i'll I'll figure them out when i get there and so we pull up and uh so so when you play sawgrass you're meant to get this little well you're not meant to you do get this little um i guess a, a bag tag um and i was like oh can i please you know get one of them and they engrave it and whatever and Cam looked at me he's like are you serious i was like mate like i, I don't know how much to like play here like i'm i'm not a pro like you like i want all the all the bling and the starter was he was great he was like, yeah absolutely I'll, I'll engrave it and i'll put it in mrs smith's lock of when you guys finish and Cam was like just oh, come on let's go get on the tee and he goes right the only rule is if you play with me we play off the tips Okay, good. i playing off the blacks at Sawgrass. (laughs) Don't have my own clubs. And just because Cam's got, you know, a million sets at home. So I just grabbed a set there. And he goes, hey, you want to play this? You want breakfast balls? Do you want to like mulligans? I was like, no, I want to know what I shoot off the tips at Sawgrass. No, nothing. And he's like, right up. Fine by me. So I on the tee. We started on 10, though. Um, started was just like, you're going off 10. Cam was like, that kind of sucks. I wanted you to really have 17 as a second last hold because that would really, like, mentally just mm-hmm. wipe you out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we started on 10, part four, hit driver, and I hit this. Duck hook left, and I was like, "I actually could be in a lot of trouble." And so I hit a provisional, and I flare this thing so far right, and I was like, "This is not the start I was really after." Breakfast balls are in now. <laughs> <laughs> I was really regretting my decision of no breakfast balls, and I was like, "Well, let's hope we find one of them." So we get down there, and the first one's in the bunker on the left hand side, and they have these like long bunkers at Sawgrass; they're kind of known for them. And I said to Cam, "I was like, what do you reckon? It's like a seven iron or something?" And he goes, "No, it's like..." like a wedge, what are you talking about? Have you not played this plate? And I was like, no, I haven't. So I hit my wedge out in between these two palms, got super lucky, had a swing. Went up there, wedged at 10 foot, rolled my par putt in, and I've made par after thinking like I was making quadruple. Cam (laughs) doesn't get up and down, so he's one over and I'm square. (laughs) So (laughs) we walked to the second hole, par five, oh, the 11th, rather, par five. Hit driver down the right side, just in the rough. I was like, oh, I don't have a three-wood in this set. Can I borrow your three-wood? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but just don't break it. I've got 240-something home to the green, water all across the right. Like, it was not the play at all. It was the big hero play, and I was like, I'm going for it anyway. Hit this domey thing that's travelled, I don't know, 150 metres, covered the water, but I'm well and truly not anywhere near where I'm meant to be. Cam gets up there. He's hit it in the middle, um, or he might have just missed. And anyway, I wedge it to about eight foot. And I make that, so I make birdie, so I'm one under. He makes his pass, so he's still one over. And he goes, this is actual bullshit. I've seen you hit two of the worst golf shots of my life, and you're beating me. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, maybe it's just my day at Sawgrass. And then promptly <laughs> made triple on the next. And he was like, righto, we're all good. We're restored <laughs> now. Um, so, yeah, that was that was fun to kind of play those those little courses there. So it was Sawgrass, yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. So, so they get that many pl- PGA Tour players there that every morning they set up like, obviously, not every morning a PJ Tour player would be there, but you yeah. obviously must get a few to say that no, that's reserved for PJ Tour players.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, if they don't use them, they obviously just can send off the the, the paying uh, people a little bit earlier. But, you know, you could have um, – Jace flew in for – because you if you're a member, you can just kind of turn up and, and do your practice. So um, people live in that area. Like, I'm pretty sure VJ's there. He's a member. So you could have him just turn up any morning. So – yeah, they're just reserved so that they're not stuck in the um in the middle of the pack, I guess, hmm. like you would on a Saturday where it's slow slow play and you're trying to get your work done. And yeah, true. Yeah.
1: Ha- hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Let's go back a step. What happened on the seventeenth?
2: <laughs> oh, I saw. So, okay, so I have played 17 three times. How um, many yeah. balls?
1: Yeah, how many balls did you lose? Ah, oh, no balls. No, nice no. work. Tell um, us what happened.
2: Like three three part of the first one, which was fine. I was happy to walk off with four. Um. And then part of the next two, so I'm stoked. So it's, not that. As, it's not as hard as
1: what they make it look. Then
2: I tell you what, it is not as hard as they make it look when there's no stands and there's not twenty thousand people there, and you know it's and it doesn't all mean anything. Just, it doesn't mean anything, but when they put the stands up and there's like little funnels of wind. And there's cheering and booing and jeering and all of that stuff. I can only imagine how small that feels. But it's only wedge. Oh, well, yeah, wedge or nine. So um, you that's just what they take- I
1: say. I say that all the time, mate. They've got no more than nine on in their hand. They're supposed to be professionals. Like, how hard is it? You know what I mean?
0: So get
2: second last hole, of most well,
0: it is on this weekend. It's second last hole of the tournament. Yep. You
2: know, it's a I, it's a tough finish. I actually think eighteen's a harder shot for me, me personally. Um, it's just so deceptive of how much water you can chew off, you know, down that, you know, how much how left you're going to go, basically. Um, and if you go too far right, you're blocked out by the trees, and you hit one, and you think, oh yeah, that's good, and you're like, cover, cover. Oh my god, keep going, like get get right, and then it's not even not even close. And you're like, oh man, then you're really in trouble because you got to reload there. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's tough. So, um, yeah, that was one. Uh, well, Cam,
1: Roy Cam, Roy- tried to, Cam tried to stuff that hole up when he won the players. Like he chipped out from the right-hand side and nearly chipped it in the water and then, then stiffed it and got up and down, you know, the time he won yeah. it. So, yep. um, yeah, not, a, not an easy tee shot at all, that one. No. So, what other courses, mate? So TPC Sawgrass, anything, any others Royal, that might...
2: Royal Birkdale. Um, yeah, right. So, so I think the
0: they just world. announced
2: 2026 Open. I think is going back to Royal Burdale, famously where Spieth got the relief off the uh, off the range. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, move yep. the tidy truck. Yep, um, took
0: about half an hour to figure out how far away from the
2: green away. <laughs> so far right, I didn't realize until you actually get there, and you obviously go searching for the spot, and you're like, that is miles right.
1: Well, you 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 and I play there when nobody's there and all that. You're not finding that ball that he hit. No, it's as simple no. as that. Like it's yeah. a, that's a reload. Let's go again. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, not even sure um, you look for it. Yeah, exactly, mate. You bit it that far wide. Well, wasn't it? Wasn't it in the
0: long on. rough, and then when they had to drop it, was on the range or something, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: he had to take real, sort of line of sight relief from the van and everything, and, and up, yeah, fifty so yards fast. over, and got himself a a nice little break. So yeah. again, no knowing the rules, but you and I don't get that luxury. We don't have that truck or van out there when we're playing, yeah.
2: and we don't have you know forty eight people looking for our ball too when we spray <laughs> it left or right. He exactly, a little marker down for us. So mm-hmm. um, that was a cool one. So I was with Lucas, and he was playing British Masters at the Hills or Hillside, which is directly next door. And we go and to be fair, he made the cut, but he wasn't um, wasn't exactly flushing it. And we went out to dinner Saturday night with some of his mates who are who are locals. And I said, "Oh man, Raw Burkdale's just there. Like obviously quite famous." And one of the guys goes, "Oh, I'll just I'll have a look at the tea sheet." So he brings up his phone and look, looks at the booking app and he goes, oh, no one on the t like literally no one on the T-shirt because they're all next door watching Sunday of the British Masters. And so he goes, we'll just play. What time do you want to play? I said, well, Lucas off at 7, let's say 1 o'clock. By the time he's finished and then um, we pack up the bag, locker room, whatever, we can we can shoot across. So we ended up just walking across. He was like, I'll bring an extra set of sticks. Um, so it was his coach, his coach. Um, Mental coach, uh, me, and the and the member and the four of us. I'm not kidding. We didn't see another soul out there. Like you have got this pristine course, we went out there and we played. It was Millionaire's Golf on a Sunday afternoon. Nice. You could hear some roars when someone would make a birdie across the hills there. And we just we just putted along, and it was it was great. It was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Wow. I've had an awesome day.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, and the third one's probably Muirfield um, in Ohio. Oh, nice. Yep, that was cool um That was through through Ricka, uh, who's a good mate of mine, who um, uh, knew a member there and was in Ohio. He said, You guys want to play on Saturday? Oh, that sounds great. And Ricka, we were going out to, um, and I, I hadn't been to an ice hockey game. And so we went and uh, went to an ice hockey game in Columbus the Friday night. And we go out and have beers. You know, 2 a.m. rolls around. I was like, Man, I want to go home. I want actually be able to hit the ball tomorrow we're playing Mulefield village like this is you know you get to play it whenever you want you know this might be the only time ever i'll play this yeah all right fine fine so we go home um get our stuff in the morning head out there i think it was like a 10 o'clock tee off so i was like we're there at eight i was like i want to get something breakfast i want to hit, hit the range feel like i've got some form of something or other and we're sitting down halfway through breakfast and the guest who had invited us popped his head and he goes you guys ready to go I was like, man, there's no, look like an hour. And he goes, no, no, no. There's um, there's only six other people on the T-sheet this morning. So we're just going to play as an eight, but we're going off now. It's like, oh, man. So no range, no nothing, just finished our breakfast, dropped straight down there. And it was all these members. And, you know, one of them was the CEO of America's 34th largest bank. And they're all, you know, big names in their own right. And, um, yeah, so we, just played an eight teed off through there. And they had, I think it was eight of us and then six caddies. So, um, the caddies, a couple of them were just like double bagged, double, <laughs> double, bagged, double <laughs> shoulders. And, uh, I may just ordered a, a carton of literally a carton of beers. And so they split them into might've been two other like carryable eskies. And so if you had a single golf bag, then you had to carry one of the carton. And if you had the double bag, you were fine. And, you know, they'd all go down and scout. And, uh, one of the guys, this was well, it was this 2019, and one of the guys had the brand new tidy driver, full decked out. And I was like, mate, that's that's wild. How do you get that tidy driver? And he goes, I don't know. I'll ask him. He goes, mate, mate, how'd you get that a driver? And he goes, oh. So I'm a Texas guy originally, and he owns 50 barbecue rib joints around America, and Speeth wanted to put on something in Texas and he was like, Mate, I need we have having 80 people or something like this. And um, can you cater it for me? He goes, Yeah, mate, I got you. No worries. I'll, I'll cater it for you. You need to send the tidy truck around to my house to deck me out. <laughs> and he was like, No worries. Oh, good. So that's how we got like the late, latest tidy gear. spieth somehow sorted him out. I was like, Yeah, we'll just put it on my account and away we go. You give so, me, any, I nice. give you clubs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, I reckon that's probably my, my top three. I think. I will tell you what, yeah, you're getting
0: right. lucky with no one on these golf courses too. That's yeah.
2: Honestly, I, I sometimes sit there and I just go. I mean, you can't pay for some of this stuff. Mm. I mean, I'm sure you could, but for the the majority person, just a you know a country kid from from Australia, like how do you get into some of these positions and it's it. yeah, just take as it comes. So a pinch yourself sort of moment, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a yeah, nice it's little definitely- look
1: and an insight into um you know what those guys sort of get as a privilege i guess you know so matt it sounds like you've had some really good times jet setting around the countryside with um some of these guys and getting to play some awesome courses and stuff but it's been a great insight as to you know seeing what those guys actually get isn't it i mean yeah it, we, we're just we're just dreaming mate we sit here in australia we go play golf once a week but for these guys it's uh, it's unbelievable what what comes their way and and how it works
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are the best of the best, I guess. So there's a reason they get this get this stuff, and I guess why all these the manufacturers invest so much in these guys, because um, they make the make the tech look so good, and, and they're just they're pretty talented. Um, in all honesty,
0: you said you work with a few juniors. Can you see some of them up and coming, being in the same sort of position
2: as these guys? Yeah, it's hard to know in terms of. Um, I try not to leave my lane too much. You know, I, I know what I know, and I, I'm good at what i do but um you know i look at plenty of golfers i'm like oh yeah that's man how good's that but the reality is there's a thousand kids who can flush it as good as the next um i don't particularly know what the discerning factor is is whether they're going to make it or not not make it um when i look at someone like i listened to grant field um cam's coach talk about when cam was you know 15 and, and when did you know you know that he was going to make it and be be what he is and you know he obviously can see something that i can't because i look at um other bits and pieces i go oh maybe maybe not so um to answer your question is i don't know uh, all i can do is just do my job and give them the best chance and then hopefully they've built the team that is going to get them wherever they need to to be um but they're certainly all better than me if that uh, if that helps <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that because yeah, there's as you said, there's so many juniors that can shoot, you know, five, six under par all the time. Yeah. But to have that sort of that one percent different of what everyone else has that you can do it on this track, you can do it on that track in these conditions and and whatnot. So
2: yeah, and the yeah. The, the, men, the mental approach to it all, um, you know, and do you have all the little one percenters? You know, have you got the foundations like we were talking about before? Like, you have a, have you built your body up around a swing that is going to last um, to get you where you need to be? Like, you know, not to pick on someone like a Will Zalatorius because it's it's probably a bit unfair to say his swing's caused cause his back issues, but um, you know, you don't want to get to that stage where you're on the tour and then you've got to you've got to sit out because you've not managed something properly and you you end up with an injury something like that. Especially, yeah. Self-care. Well, Jason
1: Day, you mentioned Jason Day. Yeah, you know, world number one. Um, then all of a sudden, started bulking up, and and um, you know you probably got a better insight than me. But what we saw was he started bulking up, got on the, the bulk up, you know, program, and and uh, next thing he's he's got back issues, mate. And I mean, I'm not saying the back issues come from bulking up, but it was obviously he was working out, and as you, the more you work out to try and compensate for those little niggly injuries, you are going to bulk up and stuff, I guess. But um, yeah. It's and Will's out Alcaraz, same thing was coming through the ranks, and all of a sudden, bang, injury hasn't been seen for near twelve months now.
2: Yeah, yeah. So jay got a little too big um, through his chest, um, which then lacked a little rotation, was just restricting through his rotation. So he got a little disconnected at the top, um, and so kind of lost it, lost it that way. Um, then went back to the three D guys. I'm like, what are you doing? Let's you know, let's strip this back. So got rid of all of that. Um, it was actually quite an interesting, I guess it was the first moment for me, I really hadn't been doing a great deal of golf stuff and I'm over there and, and I'm in his house and he goes, you want to do some gym? I was like, yeah, of course, let's go. Um, you know, gym buddy's great. And he, he hands me this sheet of paper, which has got his program on it. And he's like, what do you think? And I said, like, with all due respect, I'm not going to comment. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is, this is your, this is what you do. I was like, yeah, but I don't know the context of what your trainer's trying to achieve. Like, I haven't spoken to him. I don't know what period you're in in your workout, whatever that is. So, you know, I wouldn't want someone commenting and tearing my program apart um, or building me up based upon, you know, what is essentially a, a tiny little snippet through there. But the first thing I saw was way too much chest. And... I, I made, made a mental note and I was like, I wouldn't have that much chest in there. Like it's just internal rotation. We're going to build that up. And so I walked away and then might've been 18 months later, I was talking to, to Ricker about it. He was like, yeah, you know, Jason swapped. He's gone to a different guy. Uh, they did the 3D stuff and it really wasn't working. And it was, it was too big through his pecs and it was throwing out his swing. And there was some other stuff too where his hips weren't moving as, as they should have through impact. But, and I thought, okay, all right, maybe, maybe I do, you know, and, you, know you get this kind of, um, imposter syndrome when you when you kind of at that level sometimes like actually can I like do I deserve to be here can I do this as good as everyone else like there's a $10 million athlete am I going to ruin this person by doing do I know enough not to do that and that was the very first time where I was like okay I think i got this I think I can obviously I still like to but, learn and listen to others but it was yeah a nice little thing for my own ego I guess and that's it like they get the wrong coach
0: or the wrong something like these guys have got sort of yeah, you know, it's a bit longer than other sports, but they've got a sort of a window to do the best they can. So mm. if he goes down the wrong path with the wrong trainer or the wrong golf coach or anything, it it could cost them their whole career in a way.
2: A hundred percent. And that's actually something you've got to be really, really good at justifying or knowing what you're putting in a program. So um, something like, you know, take care for example, at that time he was a $10 million athlete. Like when I signed on, he was 136 in the world or something like that. You know, now he's a, probably a quarter of a billion dollar athlete but the best ability is availability so if you think about you know take this period right so cam two weeks ago won in london won four million us uh, had the week off and now he's playing the the british open so if you do something silly in the gym or you mismanage the program or do whatever that is and you take him out of that three-week block because of something you've done now would he win both of them? Well, I mean, odds are pretty low, but stranger things have happened. So it's potentially wh- what's the open worth? Th- Three million US, something like that. Yeah, probably, probably two, something like that, Probably half. even
0: more now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well whatever
2: it is, of
1: the, regardless of the prize money, it's worth more than that, you know. Reputation yeah. and golf, yeah. Major. Particularly going oh.
2: back to back, too, right? So, yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's clauses for you know win bonuses and whatever else from everyone else that's on his shirt and and whatnot. So if you do something silly and uh, you know, he, he's out so he doesn't play, uh, so he doesn't win the London event and then he doesn't even play the British Open, potentially you've cost seven or eight million bucks there. So mm. um, you don't keep your job very long if these guys can't play whatever they want to play.
0: Well, you just say how much it's worth. Even you go back 12 months ago, how much did that win at the Open help his live contract? For oh, what he got? You know what I mean? So it just jackpired, you know? So yeah, if he was out for that, that's a big life-changing career, isn't it? 100 percent
1: um yeah so mate yeah we've mentioned on this podcast before in regard to fitness and the importance of it and stuff like that for our listeners um and you know that that time that the best time to take time away from the course and get your body right um probably for us in australia mate, is generally winter you know um and the benefits you get out of that but obviously the benefits of catching up with a guy like yourself or someone who's, um, you know, more golf orientated, obviously, is what I'm trying to say, than mm. just going to your local gym and starting to work out with, with no real purpose um, would would obviously benefit as well. So, you know, give your Instagram a shout out and, um, you know, so people can reach out to you. Do, do you do like online training? Do you do you put programs together for people?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I, I tend to work a little less on the online space and a little bit more in person, and that's just a byproduct of, um, I guess, the old-school approach that I have. Um, we still have the huge whiteboard in the gym that we like to do, the, the daily programs on it and stuff like that, so we haven't gone the full tech side. Uh, but I do have the ability to, you know, we have an app and we can we can send that out. So if someone's travelling um that'll be one of the options. I'll either give them a program via the app or via like a Google sheet, or something like that. So yeah, that's definitely something we do and um, they can get to me via Instagram at gym to green. And so that's, um, that's where that is. And I guess I, I was saying to you guys before we started recording, it's something I'm working on the next six months is to get some content out there and just a uh, little snippets, I guess, of conversation of what I'm having with people in the gym or um little teaching moments, stuff like that, because I truly believe uh, that your body is your biggest club or your best club. Um, through there and if you're not like body influences club club influences ball ball literally just does what physics tells it to do so if you can't set up properly if you can't get into the positions no amount of technology in the new carbon twist face 60 this and that um, is going to help you you're still going to be coming in at four degrees down four degrees left whatever that is and wondering why your ball's going right Um, so yeah um, We, we just try and take the easy option don't we but Pretty it doesn't much. always work. <laughs> no, but that's just how we're wired as humans, right? We'd rather not do the hard yards and just if I could throw money at the problem, well, awesome. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah.
1: Uh, any more funny stories, mate, before you leave us? Uh, good question. Someone told me someone told me you had a funny story regarding Tiger Woods, Tory Pines and a jet planes um so we've touched on tiger woods on the driving tiger, range. Yeah, tiger
2: on the range tell us, um, tell us about
1: the jet tell us about traveling around in someone's jet plane
2: May i have not had the privilege mm-hmm. that was one of the things i uh, i end up with these guys doing the foundational work which i you know love is fine um but neither cam nor herbie uh were, were flying private at the time is when i was working with them so they made it big after a uh after I left left the camps, and so oh. I haven't yet had the privilege of, of being in there. Um, I do know that they, and when I say they, these guys split private jets like we do Ubers. You know, you can like you can split sh- the fare. Um, they'll do the same thing. They like, oh, go private jet down to yeah, or Uber pool, <laughs> yeah, private jet down to, to Melbourne for the Presidents Cup, whatever. It's going to cost us two hundred fifty thousand return. I don't know what it is, and um, right we can fit eight, so we can take four people and four caddies. You know, who's uh, who's in? So um, I'm trying to think. It's probably this. I reckon it's... Um, so Jason ended up winning Toy Pines 2018 and my mate, Ricker, who had gone over, lived in Ohio with him. And uh, there, was, there was two other guys who were caddying for him and both were ineligible for various reasons. One was out of the country on a visa thing. The other one couldn't do it for whatever reason. I think Ricka was about fourth string, and Jason sent him a text. and was like, mate, you want, to, um, you want to caddy for me this week? You know, Troy Pines. He was like, yeah, man, whatever you need. Like, that's, let's, let's do it. Like, I got you. And so he flies out, and I was like, oh, mate, you're here. It's cool. So we go to lunch. We're chilling out. Um, obviously, they go out and have a good round Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Cam had finished. I think we finished 20th, something like that. So I hung around, watched Jace putt out on 18, and caught up with Ricka the next week. And I said, mate, how was it? And He goes, oh yeah, it was great. So finally, packed up the locker room, did all the rest of it. And so Rick is um, Fiji, and he's got this last name that you know is every alf- every letter in the alphabet. And he goes, we're in the car park, and Jace goes, Rick, how do you spell your name? And so he spells it out for him, and he's you're know, writing in a little little book. And he goes, I just thought he was putting my name on the manifest to go back the NetJets. Anyway, cuts him uh, a check for a hundred and forty grand or whatever, which was ten percent for the the one point four million dollars, and hands it to him in the car park for the week's work. As a as a four string caddy, it was like, oh mate, thanks for the thanks for the week. And then they hopped on the private jet and off they went. And I just, you know, obviously again, like third or fourth week, I was like, wow, that's, man, what is this world that I've just walked into?
0: It's crazy. It's just another world. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a bad week's worth work. work. Mm. <laughs> Right, mate. Well, thanks for joining us on Two Happy Golfers. Um, it's been an awesome insight inside the ropes, and um, yeah, we really appreciate you reaching out to us. And uh, yeah, enjoy your your golf, and um, be sure to reach out again if any of these guys, when they're back in Oz, you, know, you catch up with them and um, got any more funny stories to tell us. It's been been awesome.
2: No, it's good. I'm I'm glad. I'm uh, always happy to see the the level of golf continue to grow here in Australia, and I'm um, happy to do a little bit where we can.
0: Thanks very much for your time, Matt. We appreciate it, bud. All good, guys. Thanks for listening to the Two Happy Golfers podcast.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Happy Golfers.
0: Or you can email us at TwoHappyGolfers at gmail.com.
1: And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Until next time, happy golfing.
0: Happy golfing. <laughs>